Good evening. We celebrate Trinity Sunday. It's one of the few feasts of the liturgical year that celebrates a reality and a doctrine rather than an event. On Trinity Sunday, we give glory and praise to God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, three divine and distinct beings, and at the same time, one true God. Interestingly, while all three persons are found throughout the Bible, the word Trinity never appears in either the Old or the New Testament. Rather, it was first coined in the late second century by Tertullian and later instituted by Pope Gregory IX in 828. It took another 500 years before the celebration of Trinity Sunday was made universal by Pope John XXII. Indeed, throughout the centuries, Countless volumes have been written on this doctrine of three beings and one God. Hindered by how language has its limitations, many have resorted to using metaphors such as St. Patrick's classic shamrock, where the Trinity is like a three-leaf clover, three leaves but one stem, or likening the Trinity to three distinct notes that one plays on an instrument, which make up one harmonic chord. But what if we paused this evening and stop looking at God as a noun, but rather considered God as a verb. Now, what I propose is nothing original or heretical. Actually, it's rooted in our own faith. It proceeds from the Cappadocian Fathers of the third and fourth centuries and was adopted later by councils of the church. Trinitarian theology says that God is a circular rotation known as perichoresis. And the best translation of that word, Greek word, is dancing. The way that the early Christians looked at three persons and God is a total outpouring and perfect receiving among three intimate partners. And whatever is going on in God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, it's like a dance. And God is not the dancer. Rather, God is the dance itself. See, when I studied organic chemistry in college, we spent many lectures on the fact that besides the inherent energy in atoms, there's a great amount of energy that exists between them, that is molecular energy. It comes from the dance or the flow of the atoms between themselves. So too, the Greek fathers did not necessarily focus on the pyramidal trinity that many of us grew up with, with God at the top and, and the sun and the spirit in the bottom. But their metaphor dealt with this circular sense of flow and movement of love between Father who generates, the Son who is begotten, and the Holy Spirit who proceeds. Part of the reason God sent forth his Son is so that we would know that we're all invited into this divine flow. So rather than us banging our heads trying to explain this Trinitarian concept, why don't we just join in the flow? The same flow that starts at the very beginning of our Christian life when baptismal waters were poured over our head while the minister intones the Trinitarian blessing of Father, Son, and Spirit. As a father and grandfather, the best example I can give you for what that flow looks like or feels like is when you look into the face of an 18-month-old toddler. See, they've yet to reach the age where they begin to turn off the flow with the nose of the terrible twos. And that's all they know is flow. When they look at you and they make eye contact and smile at you, 
you can't help but sense and feel God's flow through you. Perhaps that's why Christ said that we must be like children in order to enter the kingdom of heaven. We have to let go of what we hold on to and take that sacred plunge to joining God's flow. So how can we best be reminded of this flow? Well, actually, we do it all the time using a specific yoga movement. I know the word yoga has a number of connotations that come to mind, but specifically and literally, it just means movements that unite. We do this movement so often, it's become perfunctory. Let me reintroduce it to you as the spiritual yoga so it can be a reminder of the Trinitarian flow. See, the movement, it starts at the head, where most of us spend our time thinking and rationalizing and justifying. Then we move away from the head and we pull our hand down to our belly, to our gut. We flow across the chest, across the heart, across our lifeline, across God's creation. And then we cross it from one shoulder to taking in all of ourselves a variety that comes to it with our individually to the other shoulder. We take in our whole being, the God indwelling, and we wrap it up inside this body movement of Father and Son and Holy Spirit. Indeed, a most incredible prayer using movement. See, what's most amazing about this Trinitarian flow that we mark our bodies with, it has nothing to do with us at all. Meaning that the flow is always there. It's filled with mercy, always present, available to everyone, without any exceptions. All we have to do is be like that 18-month-old toddler and to be open, allow it to happen by letting go and accepting the outpouring of God's love. For when Christ healed the lame and the sick and the sinner, there was no shame, there wasn't any judgment, there were no exclusions. He simply asked, do you want to be healed? Do you want to be forgiven? And the answer would be yes. And he touched them and the flow happened, freely given. See, it's when we try to exclude others and ourselves through hatred and deceit, through a cold spirit, through barriers that we have built up to hide behind, that we block the flow, and the nature of sin is realized. In her great tome on the Trinity, Catherine Lagugno wrote, any notion of God as not giving, not outpouring, not self-surrendering, not totally loving is theological impossibility and absurdity. God always and only loves. You cannot reverse, slow, or limit an overflowing water wheel of divine compassion and mercy and a love stronger than death. It goes in only one constant eternal direction toward ever more abundant and creative life. So on this Trinity Sunday, we can continue to try to understand which is pure mystery, or we can simply let go and give thanks and praise to our God who loves us and is present to us and who invites us to join in God's dance, God's love, God's movement, God's flow of Father, Son, and Spirit. For we are a people called to be part of the flow so that the flow can move through us and with us and in us and shared with all those around us. Changing the image of God from nouns to verbs 
may change the viewpoint we all have about the Trinity. It's changing the way we live our lives, from being a spectator to one who takes a sacred plunge to joining God's divine flow. Well, that, my brothers and sisters, that will change our lives forever.